Hello everyone, and welcome back to Footy Nest. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Maddie. On Footy Nest, we talk about women's soccer, highlighting the NWSL and the national teams. It's our job to keep you updated, so let's get started. Today we will be talking about the 5th and 6th game days of the NWSL Challenge Cup and more. Now we're going to be talking about the 5th and the 6th game days of this tournament, starting with the first game of the first of the 5th game day, North Carolina versus Versus Chicago, which ended in 1 North Carolina to 0 Chicago. So, North Carolina's roster was a 4-2-2-2, which they've, we've seen they've played every single game of the Challenge Cup. Caitlin Rowland in goal, Jaylene Daniels, Abby Ursek, Abby Delkemper, Ryan Williams, Denise O'Sullivan, Samantha Mewis, Dabinia, Kristen Hamilton, Lynn Williams, and Crystal Dunn. Um, and then Chicago had a 4-3-3, which is pretty standard, with Alyssa Nair in goal. Then there was Casey Short, Sarah Gordon, Julie Ertz, Bianca St. George's, Danielle Calaprico, Vanessa DiBernardo, Morgan Bryan, Kalea Watt, Rachel Hill, and Yugi Nagasato. So, as we've seen these two teams play against each other's playing against each other in the past they've both they're both really strong teams and the games always end up well and I think this game was also a great game to watch yeah but I also think that North Carolina did deserve the win they had 11 shots to Chicago's six shots they had three shots on target compared to Chicago's two shots and they were just above in everything including the possession corners and more yeah it was it was a great game yeah so, um, North Carolina used three of their three out of their five subs, and Chicago used four of them. North Carolina's subs were Haley Mace for Crystal, Kristen Hamilton in the seventieth minute, Lauren Millet, Millier. How do you Millet. say her name? Millet. Millet. Oh, <laughs> for Crystal Dunn in the seventieth minute as well, and Meredith Speck for Davinia in the eighty-fifth minute. And then Chicago used four of their five subs: Savannah McCaskill for Danielle. Calaprico in the 64th minute. Michelle, I'm not even going to try. Yeah, possibly. I'm not even going to try <laughs> that. For Rachel Hill in the 80th minute. Katie Johnson for Kalea Watt in also the 80th minute. And Mackenzie Doniak for Yuki Nagasato also in the 80th minute. Um. So, North Carolina, um, as we know, they won 1-0. Um, and the person who scored the goal was um, Abby Erseg. She who, scored in the- as a central defender. Does not yeah. get that many options. Very proud of her yeah, for she's that. She's definitely pretty underrated. She's super good yes. as a defender, and of course she can score. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. So basically, in the 80th minute, there was a short corner to a player, and I'm not exactly sure who, um, who passed it through the air, and then um, Erseg headed headed it in, um. Urseg headed it um, onto the crossbar, and it went in, and she was in the box. Yes, and so for that, Abby got um, the player of the match for that goal. 
And then the save of the match was Rowland's 20th minute save against Watt. And the no sweat play of the match was Abby's goal. Yeah. And um, Chicago also had a pretty good chance with um, Watt at 20 minutes. She had a long run all the way into the box, but she got tackled by Ursig into Rowland's, um, and the ball went into Rowland's hands. But it bounced out of Rowland's hands, um, and Dal Kemper kicked it away. Oh, um, Abby D. Faithful yeah. Abby D. Yeah, Abby Dal Kemper was, like, staying on her back the whole time, but she wasn't quite able to get, like, in front of Kaylea Watt as she was, like, running towards goal. But then Abby Ursig, out of the blue, she was just like, Shablam! Yes, like she's so fast. Yeah, she really is fast, yeah. and her you can you can tell she's strong, and she definitely puts the work in. Yeah, so. another good play by Chicago was this time on the defense. So Williams had a chance. Um, Williams, Lynn Williams from North Carolina had a chance at forty at the fortieth minute. She intercepted a pass from Julie Ertz, which is not that good. But then she ran to the box. Oh, poor Julie. Yeah, but Ertz stayed with her, and she had a world-class slide she tackle. Had, she did you see that comeback yeah. though? Like she what was like, a woman. like, how did that not turn into she, a foul? That you have to be so good at playing soccer. Yeah, for there it was not to be a foul. I saw a meme on Instagram after, and it was it's a widely known fact that Crystal Dunn and Julie Ertz are the very best of friends. Yeah, and during this game, they were obviously playing against each other, and <laughs> their Julie slide tackled Crystal at one point, and I saw a meme, and it was like there is no mercy on the on the field because she did. There's no best friends on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. But who do you think is better friends um Ertz with her teammates her club teammates or Ertz with her um U.S. teammates you know that's a great question I think she's kind of friends with everybody um, honestly she's probably yeah she's I mean to be fair I would die to be friends with Julie Ertz yeah. so if I had that opportunity I would definitely take advantage of it so I feel like I think if she was a both. dog she'd either be a golden retriever or like an Australian shepherd yeah I don't know anything about dogs so Just I cannot, so friendly. <laughs> not, not give any input on that yeah um so yeah that's how the first game in the fifth game day went So the second game of the fifth game day was Portland versus Washington, and it ended in a 1-1 tie. So Portland's roster was a 4-3-3 with Bella Bixby in goal, Megan Klingenberg, Kelly Hubley, Emily Menges, Kristen Westfall, Lindsay Horan, Angela Salem, Rocky Rodriguez, Morgan Weaver, Christine Sinclair, and Tyler Lucy. That's a Really good lineup. It's a really, really good lineup. And I feel like, like Bella the only Bixby way it could have gotten the... better is if they still had Tobin on the field. The <laughs> only way it could have gotten better. I feel like although they're not exactly at the front of the standings, yeah, Bella Bixby has probably had one like, of the best tournaments out of anybody. Yeah, she's been playing incredible. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. So the Washington, um, the Washington Spirit also has a four-three-three lineup. With Audrey Budso in goal, which is also an amazing goalkeeper. Oh, she's so good. And then there's Tegan McGrady, Samantha Staub, or Stab. Stab, yeah. <laughs> um, Paige Nielsen, Natalie Jacobs, Bailey Feist, or Feist. Feist. Feist, okay, great. <laughs> Andy Sullivan, Jordan DiBiase, Andrew DiBiase, Ashley Sanchez, Avery Collins, and Kumi Okoyama. And also, please excuse me for any 
technical errors. I'm not... Butchering of the names, you Yes, mean? any yeah. butchering of the names. Yeah. Okay, so this game was also a great game. It was pretty even. Uh, it was... Portland had one less shots than Washington, but 60% of the possession. And then it was just... They had seven fouls compared to Washington's four, which is a lot, actually. Yeah. And they had three corner kicks to Washington's six. It was just a... It was a pretty evenly balanced game. Yeah, and I feel like just from these stats, you can't really tell that they're so evenly balanced. But, I mean, you kind of can. But I can tell just from these stats that Portland is much more of a midfield-centered team. Yes. Because they have Even more, more possession. Even more so when they have Tobin Heath. Yeah. Because they have more possession. They have a bit less shots and shots on target but they did make it 1-1 which means that they do have a very strong lineup and like even though their stats don't show that they're so good yeah like they make up for it in all of the different parts of their field yeah and, and washington think, is a pretty attractive team as well yeah and i think it's really interesting how um washington has been coming through in this tournament yeah um, i'm really happy because to see it. if we had had this game last year i would have put all of my money on Portland because just almost mainly just because of their um their roster and washing compared to Washington's roster but I think it's really interesting how Washington doesn't let being an underdog team stop them and they they come through almost every game as yeah, we've and seen. you call them an underdog team but based on this tournament they are no longer any underdog yes you would you would not you would not know that they were an underdog team yeah I'm really I don't know, it's weird to say proud because they don't know me or I'm not any better than them, but mm-hmm. I'm proud of them for, like, stepping up. Like, yeah. they're such a young team, and they're so good. Yeah. It shows, like, training has been, like, the training that young players have been given Definitely are getting, is been getting better. paid off, yeah. Yeah. So, Portland used all five of their subs. And so did Washington. Yes. So, Marissa Everett for Christine Sinclair at minute 60, Simone Charlie for Morgan Weaver at 70, Gabby Sealer for Angela Salem at 70, Maddie Pogosh for Kristen Westfall at 70, and Katherine Reynolds for Megan Klingenberg at 80. And then Washington had Ashley Hatch come in for Avery Collins at the 46th, 46th minute, Rose Lavelle for Bailey Feist? Feist? Feist. I'm Feist. Okay. At the 46th minute as well. Then there was Dorian Bailey for jo- Jordan DeBossi at the 70th minute, Jenna Hellstrom. For Kumi Okoyama at the 73rd minute, and Tori Huster for Natalie Jacobs at the 79th minute. So you could tell they were holding back all their firepower for the end. Yeah, both teams. Yeah. They were they were expecting to have to use their subs, I think. Yeah. And I think that kind of paid off because um, Washington's goal was in the se- um, second half. Yes. So, the player of the match was Lindsay Horan, which, let's be honest, she always deserves player yeah. of the match. She is such a strong player, and she, she works just controls so everything. hard. Yes. And on Portland right now, she's really stepped up, and she's been... You can tell, you can feel the leadership coming off her, even though she's still so young, only 26. Honestly, she deserves everything she gets. She does. She works so hard, and it pays off, and I'm so glad it does, because for some players, it doesn't. Yeah. Um... But for her, I'm really proud of her, and I, I'm i really happy that she's she's getting noticed and yeah. being and winning. I don't watch, I, I mean, some teams, like, they live stream their players' trainings and yeah. stuff, but I don't watch that. I just watch the games, and just from the games that Portland has played, I can tell she's the hardest worker out there. Yeah, she definitely is. Well, 
as she's probably like the poster girl of all the coaches saying practice like the more you practice the better you'll get look at Lindsay. she's she's good you can be good too <laughs> yeah and then save of the match was bella bixby and the no sweat p- play of the match was aubrey bledsoe's 88th minute stop from Lindsay horan herself yeah um so lucy had from portland had a chance in the 15th minute um so horan crossed it and then lucy headed it but it went just over the crossbar i was like oh my gosh see so if only if only Tobin was playing, because then Tobin <laughs> would have taken that cross. And if anybody's ever watched a game before, Lindsay Horan's head is unstoppable. Every goal she shoots with that big noggin of hers goes into the goal. Talking about that, she scored a goal with her head, but we'll talk about that later. We'll... <laughs> yes. That's later in the game. Um, so at the 27th minute, a, by a cross by Rocky Rodriguez, a header pass by Sinclair, Horan dove foot first to get the ball, but it went across the goal got out to Weaver, who passed to Sinclair, who shot, um, but the ball went just wide to the left. Yeah. They had tons of chances, actually. They really did. Um, in the 35th minute, there was a chance as well. Westfall um, crossed it to Haran, who had it. Um, Bledsoe got a hand to it, and um, one Washington defender, which I'm not sure who, kind of bicycle kicked it out of the goal. She's like, get it out, get it out, get <laughs> <Yeah>. it out. <laughs> um, and then Lindsay scored in the 68th. 68th minute, yes. Um, Megan Klingenberg took a free kick, and she whipped it in with the first pace, and Lindsay dove into Robin Van Persie style to head the ball into the net. Let me just explain that for anyone who doesn't really know who Robin Van Persie is. So I'm pretty sure in the 2010 Men's um, World Cup, um, Netherlands, or well, in one of the World Cups, um, he had an amazing diving header, which got a goal for the game, and it was amazing, and it's, like, so iconic right now. Um, so, it was kind of like that, and so I was like, oh, that reminds me of Robin Van Persie, which also shows, like, those who say that women's soccer, like, can't compare to men's soccer, it so definitely incorrect. can. So incorrect. Yeah. Especially, like, sometimes I enjoy watching women's soccer more than I enjoy watching men's soccer. Not just because I am in love with half of the players, but <laughs> um, because I think it's just, you can tell. It's kind of raw. They have to work so much harder be- to earn the respect that the men just uh, immediately get. And so you can tell how much hard how much harder they work and um there's no there's except for Megan Rapino there's no flopping but she's Megan Rapino so she can do whatever she wants to do but it's just it's so much less dramatic and you'd think that it would be more dramatic because the standard is that women are dramatic but no it's a lot less dramatic and I'm happy for it yeah it's a whole big fight I honestly think that in my in my opinion I think that men's soccer and women's soccer should not be compared because they're completely different leagues and completely different like they train they when they're growing up learning how to play they're taught differently as well yeah and they're given different chances different opportunities but they do like they play off of the same game like it's one big game and you should be able to appreciate all of the just watch both of them doesn't matter stop complaining just watch yeah watch whatever you want to watch don't to the boys who say women's soccer is trash and like you $15 boys, like, just shut up. <laughs> yeah, you need to get over your big ego and move on. Yeah. Okay, back to the game. <laughs> A little rant. Yes. So, Washington also had several chances. You, um, Kumi Yokoyama had a chance at the 7th minute, 
but it, um, the ball went just wide of the left side of the goal. And whenever we're talking about, um, like, it went to this side or this side, it's from facing the goal, not as the goalkeeper. Yeah. So just so you know. Um, so Sanchez, ha- Sanchez had a chance at the 11th minute, but it went to Bixby, and it rebounded off of Bixby's gloves, but she ended up getting it. In the end, yeah. yeah. And Kumi Yokoyama also had a chance in the end of the 40th minute. Um, there, there was a long throw-in. Um, it was headed away by Portland, and then Kumi got a great first touch. She chested it into a gap, and then she right foot, like, half-volleyed it. Um, and it got so close to scoring in the left, but Bixby got her hands on it and knocked, and knocked it out. And I feel like um, Kumi Okoyama and Bella Bixby also had great games. So they were like pretty good runner-ups for players of the game. Yes, and then um, there's a chance at 62 minutes. Sanchez played a through ball to Hatch. Hatch played it first time straight towards the goal, but Bixby had an amazing diving save and saved the ball. And then there's Sam Stapp's goal in the 77th minute. So Sam Stab got a header from the center of the box to the bottom left corner of the goal, and it was assisted by Ashley Sanchez following the corner. And um, I, I, I felt really bad for Portland. Yeah. Even if, like, even if Portland wasn't my favorite team, like, Lindsay Horan's goal deserved to win the game. It really did. Like, having such an awesome goal and kind of, like, a good goal, but not as cool of a goal proceeded it was kind of sad to watch yeah but you know games are games and i'm happy for washington that they had that opportunity yep so next we're going to talk about the first game of the sixth game day which was utah versus ol rain ended in Utah 0, OL Reign 1. So Utah's lineup was a 3-4-3 with Nicole Barnhart in goal, which I was pretty happy to see. Yes, me too. I love Nicole Barnhart. She's the oldest player in the league, but she's still up there. Yes. She's so good. I love Barney. (laughs) Um, Then there was Kate Delfava, Rachel Corsi, Elizabeth Ball, Madeline Nolf, Mallory Elise Weber, Michelle Maymode, Loeo Labonta, um, Veronica Bouquet, which is Vero. Um, then there was Amy Rodriguez, the Captain. great, <laughs> and Brittany Ratcliffe. And then for Rain, it was a four, a four three three with Michelle Betos in goal, Stephanie Cox, Amber Brooks, Alana Cook, Celia Delgado, Kristen McNabb, Danny Weatherholt, whom I love and is actually from here, ish. Yeah. Well, she went to school here. Um, and then Darian Jenkins, Shirley Cruz, Jasmine Spencer, and Jody Taylor, who is a older player on England who was at the World Cup. She's incredible. Cool. And for those when Maddie was saying is from here, we're based in San Jose, California. Yes. Um, so do you know where Danny Weatherholt is from? Just like uh, around here? I think think she's from around here i know she went to um santa clara and i'm pretty sure she um is from here as well but i'm not positive i could be wrong so okay so do you want to start talking about the subs um yes so for utah they used all five of their subs and actually so did rain so uh 
am Inada Diallo for Madeline Nolf in the 46th minute, Katie Bowen for Michelle Maimone in the 47th minute, Taylor Leach for Rachel Corsi in the 47th minute, Ria Strom Okamoto, Risa Strong Okamoto for Mallory Weber in the 77th minute, and Diana Matheson for uh, Brittany Radcliffe in the 80th minute. Diana Matheson actually being my mom's favorite player. So if anybody knows my mom, she loves Diana Matheson because she's also five foot. So. Cool. So just talking about Danny Weatherholt, <laughs> I just wanted to look it up. She quickly. is from California. I was right. Yeah, she's from. <sighs> love being right. Well, California's pretty big, so it doesn't mean from around here. She's from California, so she's from I'm Laguna right. Beach, and she went to San Clemente High School. I don't know where that is, but... And then she did go to Santa Clara, and she played... I play for Los Gatos United, if anybody knows of that, and she played... Or she coached for Los Gatos. Oh, cool. For actually one of my friends, so I've got sort of a connection to her, and I would give anything to meet her, but that's not the point. Okay, so (laughs) Rain used all five of the... They used all five of their subs as well. Taylor Smith for Jasmine Spencer in the 55th minute. Bethany Balser for Shirley Cruz in the 69th minute. Rebecca Quinn for Celia Jimenez. 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 I probably should have known that. In the 69th minute. Rebecca... Actually, I already said that one. Never mind. (laughs) Um, Mariah Lee for Darian Jenkins in the 82nd minute. And Yuki Mamiki for Jody Taylor in the 82nd minute. Yuki Mamiki, I think. Unless I spelled it wrong. Probably. I'm blind, guys. So... (laughs) So, the player of the match was Bethany Balser with her game oh, goal, love which her. we'll talk she, about later. She answered my question once on an Instagram live, oh, cool. and I've loved her ever since then. She was the um, the uh, the rookie of the year last year, if anyone was wondering, and then the which probably of, weren't, but that's <laughs> The save of the match was Nicole Barnhart with her 70 minute, 70th minute save yeah, against, I think, Balser. Yes. And then the no sweat play of the match was Bethany Walsh's game winning goal. Yes. And um, I think that the save that Nicole Barnhart had was against Foster just because she had her head geared band thing. Yeah. yeah. She is very prominent about wearing that thing because she got a concussion one time. And so now she's like, never again. Honestly, good for her. Yeah. And she, she does like um, commercials for the company that her headband was made by, but I don't remember what they're called. Yeah, the goalie for my team wears one of those, but I don't think she likes it. She's like, can I take it off now? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the game. So Utah, for Utah, Amy Rodriguez had a sixth-minute chance. She ran up the right wing towards the box, but then get, got slide tackled, which she was about to shoot, and it was an easy grab by the goalie. Yes, and then for Rain, um, in the first minute of overtime, Balser scored. Momiki on the right side took a second to get herself ready and then launched the ball left-footed, um, a left-footed lob to Balser, and then Beth headed it to the side, left side of the goal, and Barnhart gets a hand to it, but it ended up slipping past her. Yeah. Such it was a bummer. Like, pretty but, good goal. I mean, good for Beth, bad for Barney. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny how big you're Barney. Yeah. I try not to think about the purple dinosaur that she's named after, but sometimes it comes into my head.
And the last game that we we're going to talk about is the second game of the sixth game day. And it was Sky Blue versus Houston ending in a Sky Blue 2 and a Houston 0. Which, let me just say, shocked me to my core. Shocked the whole world to its core. That's very true. But, like, Houston has played so, so well. And don't get me wrong, Sky Blue's played well too, but you don't expect Sky Blue to beat Houston ever. Yeah, I thought Houston Especially was like not r- now. on the rise. Like, I didn't expect Houston, and then now I was expecting it. And now, like, they let me down. Yeah, I was expecting a Mewis showdown for the final. Oh, okay. But Houston has not been playing very well. So they, want, they better play well. I wonder if tonight. there is a Mewis showdown at the final, and then they'll. I hope the NWSL would invite their uh, Christy and Santa's parents. They would not, there. but it would be awesome. And it's then like, the picture Woo! with Rachel and her girlfriend's parents would be adorable as well. <laughs> okay, so okay, but that's not the point. Yes. So I'll say the Sky Blue lineup. So Sky Blue had a four-three-three with Kaylin Sheridan in goal. Then there was Imani Dorsey, Estelle Johnson, Gina Lewandowski, Margaret Purse. Is it Midge? Or is that just- it's Midge Purse? That's what they call her, uh, but her name is Margaret. I see. Then there was McCall Zerboni, Jennifer Kudjo. Kud- That's a jo- fun last name. Kudjo. Yeah. Kudjo. <laughs> okay, let's not make fun of people. Okay, Sarah Waldmo, Naomi Kawasumi, Ifeoma Anumanu, and Paige Monahan. Her name always... I don't even know how to say it, and I'm not <laughs> going to try it. Okay, then Houston. I think maybe the reason they didn't win this game is because of their lineup numbers. They had a 4-5-1. Like, who puts one in the front? Just one. Like, why? But How honestly, is that smart? it really depends on what the wingers are doing. Because in my lineup, yeah. usually the wingers are kind of more midfield, but we do go up a lot. So it just depends on what their strategy is and how they use that lineup. Yeah, but like... If they want to score goals, put more than one person in offense, you know? But the five it's, could be like a triangle. Matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> still, it I was shook. Um, so Jane Campbell in goal, as we've seen every single game, which I'm liking it. Yeah. Um, Aaron Simon, Ka- Kathleen Naughton, which is Katie Naughton, Megan Oyster, Ali Prisak, um, Cambria Privet, which is Cammy Privet, I think. Um, and then Christy Mewis, okay. Haley Hansen, Shay Groom, Christine Nairn, and Rachel Daly. So, I was really rooting for Jane Campbell this whole I'm always thing. rooting for Jane Campbell. Yeah, she's Campbell. such a young player and such a good goalkeeper, but she did make a few You know, few unless she played against mistakes. Ashlyn Harris. But other than that, I'm always rooting for Jane Campbell. Yeah, she uh, made a major mistake um, with the yeah. second goal. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah, you could tell how upset she was. Yeah, I felt really bad. I always feel bad for the goalkeepers, because, like, there's 11 other, pl- uh, 10 other players that they have to get past. Yeah. And the goalkeeper is always, like, the one to blame. Yeah. They always but blame also, the keepers, but it's almost never their fault. Yeah. Unless it is really their fault. Yeah, but it's almost never their yeah. fault. Yeah. Okay, Sky Blue. Used four out of their five subs. Houston used five out of their five subs. Which I think is good. As I've said in previous episodes, I really think that it's good that they're taking advantage of their of, subs. Yeah. Yeah, all of their I subs. I agree. So for Sky Blue, Elizabeth Eddy went in for Paige Monahan, um, in the 61st minute. Sabrina Flores went in for Imani Dorsey in the 70th, 70th minute. Domi Richardson for Jennifer Cudjo Cudjo in the 71st 71st minute. Evelyn 
Vians or Vines? I don't know. For Ifaoma, Anuanu in the 82nd minute. And for Houston, we had Michelle Prince in for Cami Privet in the 46th minute. Katie Stengel for Christine Nairn in the 68th minute. Um, Sophie Schmidt for Shea Groom in the 69th minute. I'm really glad Sophie Schmidt is getting some, some field time. Yeah. Not like relevant, but I'm really <laughs> glad she's getting some field time. Um, Cecilia Kaiser, CC for anyone, um, for Ali Prasok in the 77th minute, and Veronica Latsko for Haley Hansen in the 84th minute. And they are roommates, so just a little fun fact there. Yeah. So the player of the match was Naomi Kawasumi for her goal, which I'll talk about later. Yes, the save of the match was Jane Campbell's 28th minute save. And then no sweat play of the game, uh, play of the match was Sky Blue's first goal, which was basically made by Ifoma and finished by Paige Monahan. Yes, um, so Sky Blue had their 16th minute goal by Paige Monahan. Ifoma, uh, I think passed the ball through, passed a through ball to Monahan that she ran on to, and the pass was very close to the keeper, so Paige was, um, she had to take a touch yes, to the side. Yes, had to take a touch to the side beating um, Campbell and passed it into the net. It was Sky Blue's first goal of the tournament. And then, probably one of the best goals of this tournament. Such a bummer, though, for Jane Campbell. Yeah. Um, Naomi Kawasumi's 33rd minute goal. So Jane Campbell tried clearing the ball out, but it went straight to Naomi, and Naomi had amazing awareness. Aren't I would have never looked up so much and chipped the ball like a whole fourth of the field into the goal. And Campbell was way out of the line. Yeah, she was she was way out. She should There's not no have been that have, far out. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, yeah, um, I felt really bad, but it was such a good goal. So my mm. top three goals probably right now are so this goal by Naomi um, Kawasumi. Then there's um, um, Lindsay Horan's like diving header goal and then there's Shea Groom's like rocket of a header goal. Yeah. So now I'm going to explain the standings and just to tell anyone. So we're recording right after the Washington versus Houston game, which is the First game of the seventh game day, but we're going to explain that game in a future episode. So these standings will be a bit affected from that game. But right now, here are the standings. So in last place, which really surprised me, was Chicago Red Stars, because they were in second place last season, and now they're in last place. Um, then in seventh place is Portland Thorns, which really surprised me, because they're usually at the top. Then in sixth place, which kind of surprised me not that much is ol rain fifth place which won't usually wouldn't usually surprise me but considering how they've done in the beginning of the tournament surprised me is houston dash then there's utah royals and then the third place super surprising okay i'm saying surprising so much super surprising though sky blue yeah i never expected sky blue to be so high in the standings i think it's just because of this last game yeah i think i mean We'll never know, but I, when Orlando was still in the cup, I thought they were, Sky Blues could be the first team to get knocked out. Yeah. And also, like, they've only scored two goals. But apparently, that's taken them to the top. And then yep. second place, which I'm really happy about, 
is Washington Spirit. They've been doing super well in this tournament. Um, I think that they've knocked over any expectations for them, considering they're such a young team. And then first place, as I'm sure many people expected, North Carolina Courage. They've just been solid this whole entire tournament. They, they're just they're always solid. They're just a strong team. Yeah, they're they have an incredible coaching staff. You know, if they weren't good, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I'm just they're just always just so solid. Like you can't tip them over or anything. Yeah, I wish we could, but we can't. Yeah, they're very consistent. So Maddie is now going to um, tell us about her weekend recap. Okay, so to start it off, on July 7th, the USWNT and all of their fans celebrated the one-year anniversary of the fourth World Cup win, and everyone, and by everyone I mean all of the fan accounts, all of the <laughs> players, everyone was so excited about it and went all out. If I- anybody saw Megan Rapinoe's... Um, stories that day it was just picture after picture after picture after picture after picture i honestly can't believe it was a whole year ago yeah it doesn't feel like that long ago but i feel like quarantine time works different than regular time (laughs) so if we weren't in quarantine this year i feel like it would still be probably march i still can't believe it yeah also how's it july i don't even like what don't even i don't we're so close to starting school well actually we're probably not gonna start school but let's not get into that right now Okay. Non-person. Um, so, Re-Ink, which is Megan Rapino, Megan Klingenberg, Tobin Heath, and Kristen Press's uh, company, is uh, has dropped a new line of clothing on July 8th called Popsicle, including three shirts, a poster, and a skateboard. And a skateboard is very new for them, but I would say go check it out. Most things are were sold out the first day, so I don't know that you could find anything now, but... Uh, go check it out if you get the chance. I do feel like a skateboard kind of fits Tobin Heath's, like, aesthetic. Definitely fits her vibe. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely very Tobin. She's, like, skater girl, surfer girl, snowboard girl. It's hard chill or no chill with Tobin, (laughs) if anybody's seen her on the field, when she gets angry. Um, so, there's a new team joining the NWSL in 2021 called the Racing Louisville FC, and their colors are mint green, deep violet, and lavender. They were announced on, I believe, October 22nd, 2019. Oh, really? Um, I'd never heard of them until this week. Yes, but they are, like, fully becoming a team now. They're posting more often, getting a bigger fan base. They're making their jerseys, making their um, logo. Their logo is beautiful, by the way. It you is should go check logo. it out. Yes, go find them on Instagram and Twitter at RacingLouFC. I honestly kind of think that it reminds me of um, the Portland um, logo. Yes. Um, so, Kelly O'Hara has stood for the second consecutive time as of uh, right when we're filming. So if anybody's been watching um, these games, I don't know if you have or haven't, um, but if anybody's been watching these games, you'll know that a lot of the players are kneeling in respect for Black Lives Matter. Um, most of them are. And so people are being are getting pretty shocked when someone doesn't kneel. Um, but it's been a pretty consecutive group of players. And even a lot of the ones that have knelt in the first few games have 
uh, or have stood in the first few games have now um, started kneeling because of the conversations they've been having behind closed doors as a team. Um, but Kelly O'Hara did knelt for the first game, um, but then did stand up on July 4th. And a lot of people, including me, just thought that it was because she's a military family. It was 4th of July. But then as of this last game, she also she stood again and what I am not so concerned about the fact that she is standing, what I really want to know is why. I want to know what's running through her head because anybody who knows Kelly at all will know that she is such a strong, independent woman. She does not, well, seems like she doesn't care about what anybody says about her. And she, as we know, she didn't, she's, she's a lesbian. When she came out, she didn't actually come out and does not talk about her partner, whom I will not name. Um, but she just kissed her in, in front of everybody at the World Cup um, and then didn't say anything about it. So we know that she's that kind of person. Um, and so I just want to know what made her change her mind from the first game, yes, my black teammates' lives matter, to the second game, no, they do not. I don't think um, it necessarily means, and just for anyone, I'm completely in support of Black Lives Matter, but yes. I'm just thinking about what could have happened i don't think that it's that they don't matter i think there might have been a separate factor that changed it i just want to know because it's it's not about the military it's not about um standing for america it's about noting that these black members of our community and our country do matter and their lives do matter and we need to support them so i just i want to know what's going through her head right now Um, And then the Chicago Red Stars have changed their jerseys from saying the players' names on the back to having different black women who have been murdered and not given justice, including Breonna Taylor. Um, And I think that is absolutely incredible. We've seen... um, Are they completely replacing him? Or is it just like putting both of them? No, I believe so. I think it's only the um, players, uh, the um, black women. Yes. um, I... I think it's absolutely incredible. These teams all over the world, as we've seen some of the um, um, some of the men's teams uh, in the Premier League, also just take a stand and really show what they stand for as a club. Um, if Orlando would have been playing, they had the they added after their kits had been launched. Um, they added the uh, Black Lives Matter fist and BLM. I think the BLM. are still up for sale. Yeah, I think they are too. So- Go make um, yourself one of those. <laughs> uh, but they added the Black Lives Matter um, fist and the BLM onto their jerseys, and now Chicago's done this, and I just think it's an incredible stance that they've been taking. And now Sarah is going to be doing the boot of the week. So, um, if you were listening to our last couple episodes, I've been having um, fairly new boots. But now we're going to take it back. We're going to get nostalgic, although I wasn't born, um, to the 1996 Predator Touch. This is a boot by Adidas. It's, um, as you can tell, very old. Well, not very old, but very old for me. It was first worn by players at um, Euro at yeah Euro nineteen ninety six in England, which is a men's um, um, tournament. I'm and pretty sure. And women's tournament. Yeah, right now, but before I don't think there was any for women. 
Um, it was the first predator to adopt the black, red, and white color scheme, which is now um, pretty um, normal with all of the predators. So basically what happened to the predator line was it was very popular, but then they um, Adidas shut it down. And then a couple of years ago, they um, brought it back up and they became super duper popular, but they did look very different except for the color scheme, which was again, black, red, and white. So this was a, um, one of the first generations to use a molded traction stud system. And I think that um, did kind of change the game. So the hardware molded rubber was designed for hard surfaces. And again, like in this kind of era of boots, people tried lots of things. So they're just very different, weird things. Um, it was headlined by 21 year old David Beckham who famous, famously scored the halfway line goal, which set him up for countless signature predators. And um, if you look at the picture of the boot, um, it has kind of a flap, which was pretty popular in that time, that was over the laces. Um, and it had these rubber studs, which are kind of like the new predator rubber studs, but not that crazy. And credits to the Football Boots YouTube channel for this information. Thanks for listening to Footy Nest with Maddie and Sarah. If you like our podcast and want to know more, go check out our Instagram, Twitter, or website. Our information is in the description. Join us next time when we will be discussing the next games and more. Adios! Adios.